scripture says my people perish for lack of knowledge, you know, and so really what we're trying to do is just keep keep people from perishing spiritually, emotionally, you know, uh, physically our our focus should be on the Lord's work with all of the people that we serve and not just discounting the fact that if mom and dad are loved and educated and equipped they're more than capable we want them to be the most fierce advocates for their child welcome to calvary conversations my name is sean lepage i'm the ministry studies department chair and assistant professor and my guest today is Kathy Edwards, Chief Executive Officer for Resource Health Services in Lee's Summit, Missouri. Thank you for joining me today, Kathy. Thank you so much for the invitation. My pleasure. So I've asked Kathy to have a conversation with me today about one of the most divisive issues I can even think of, and that is abortion. Uh, more specifically, though, Kathy, I want to get your ideas for how we can have productive conversations with the people in our lives uh, about this issue because you know ultimately we don't uh, we, we don't we not only want to save human lives um, by um, uh, you know fighting this battle against abortion but we also want to change hearts you know to embrace the sacredness of human life and so we want to we want to win people over you know we don't want to just legislate this thing out of existence although we do want to do that uh but we want to win hearts you know so um so that that's what i really want to talk about today but first i'd like you to to give us a brief history of uh resource health sure well i'm really glad that you're giving us the opportunity to talk about our longevity um, serving in the community of Kansas City. Uh, we started out in um, 1992 as a uh, branch pregnancy resource center of a ministry in Kansas City called the Lighthouse. Probably some of your listeners will uh, know about the Lighthouse. It was a maternity home um, established in Midtown, um, really with the idea that women who were at risk for choosing abortion could go there and have a safe place to stay. So in uh, the early 90s, they were opening uh, crisis pregnancy centers um, throughout you know, the city, and uh, we, were, we were one of those. So we were originally known as the Lighthouse in Blue Springs, where we started. Um, in 1998, the Lighthouse uh, refocused on their mission and they helped the few pregnancy centers that they had to become independent nonprofits. Still very much working with that ministry, but at that time we uh, chose a board of directors and they chose the name Rachel House, uh, primarily because Rachel in the Bible is weeping and mourning because her children are no more and they wanted to prevent that weeping and mourning. And then at the time we were in a small house so Rachel House seemed to make a lot of difference. And that name served us well for many, many years. But as the, um, like you said, the abortion debate gets bigger and bigger, we realized that we had an opportunity 
to reach more men and women who are vulnerable to choosing abortion as an option to their unplanned pregnancy if we had a name that made more sense to them. They don't know who Rachel is. And number one, we're no longer in a house. Uh, number two, they aren't generally looking for a place to live. So the name Rachel House really didn't make much sense to them, although it was very dear to many of our hearts. We uh, selected the name Resource Health because not only are we able to provide needed medical services for men and women at the beginning of their journey, but we are also uh, resourced well with other Christian organizations and can really get them the help that they need. So that's kind of the history of, of us in a nutshell. Well, great. So you, you mentioned men and women. Could you tell us a little bit about your clients, maybe maybe in a general sense, uh, who are you serving and, and what exactly are you trying to do for them? I know you offer a lot more services uh, than perhaps people are aware of. So could you talk about who your clients are and, and what you're trying to do for them? Sure. Uh, traditionally, pregnancy resource centers started out primarily trying to reach a woman who is in an unplanned pregnancy. Um, I think the other reason that we started out that way because the law uh, recognizes her choice, whereas a father's choice is really not recognized legally. But um, several years ago, after um, serving thousands of young women, women of all ages, uh, with crisis pregnancy, we began to get a lot of questions from people in the community about what we were doing for the men. So we started a uh, men's program, which is continuing to grow and just astound us, but uh, this is kind of the way it works. Uh, young man, young woman realizes that there might be an unexpected, unplanned pregnancy in their life, and they search for us or they talk with their friends, but somehow they get referred to resource health. They can go online and make an appointment to come in or they can just walk in. We have four centers currently in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. uh, we're up in the up in the Northland up by we're kind of by Worlds of Fun. We are uh, in Independence, uh, Nolan Road and 24 Highway. We also have a center in the city near uh, Swope Healthcare and then we have um, our pregnancy center and administrative offices in Lee Summit, Missouri. So we have currently four working on opening a fifth center sometime next year. But traditionally, men and women come in to find out for sure if there is actually a pregnancy. Um, about 75 to 80 percent of those who walk in will have a positive pregnancy test. Um, so when a, when a man and a woman come in together, we have uh, trained client advocates that uh, meet with them. We have females that meet with our female clients and then men who meet with our male clients. That initial uh, engagement is just trying to help understand where they are in life and what they're thinking and how they're feeling about the, the pregnancy and to help them feel comfortable knowing that someone to help them. Someone wants to walk with them. Uh, the next step would be if a, when a positive pregnancy test comes up, then the couple would 
be asked if they would like to have a free ultrasound. And um, most of our clients who have a positive pregnancy test are eager to have an ultrasound. So at that point, um, mom and dad are able to not just hear about fetal development, but they're actually able to see their own child. Even as early as six weeks, you can still see the heartbeat and you can see that little bean shape, that little, um, you know, tiny baby in there. And this tool has a really dramatic impact on them. Uh, first of all, I think it, it makes it a reality. This isn't just some abstract thing. We're talking about a blob of tissue. This blob of tissue has a heartbeat and it has a, a body shape and it's our child. And so uh, we find that uh, depending on all the circumstances, if it's mom alone or mom and dad together, that um, anywhere between 80 and 90% of the time after that ultrasound, this couple will want to choose life for their child. So um, following that, uh, that appointment, we set up a resource appointment with them where they come back in. We explain to them our education programs for both mother and father. And uh, we also look into other resources that they might need in the community. They're assigned a case manager and their journey with uh, resource health begins. So they will come in for classes uh, and private uh, counseling sessions with their case manager to cover all the issues that, that they need. They're getting really good education about how to de-stress, how to take care of their baby, whether they're going to marry or whether they're going to be parents living separately. They get relationship uh, advice, how to parent this child together. And uh, it, I think most people will think, oh, I bet the moms really like that. And they do, but the dads really like it too. They really love being able to know that they're prepared to take care of their child and prepared to help their girlfriend, their wife. And, um, you know, hopefully they're going to be more prepared to be a family and make some changes in their lives and some good investment in the communities where they serve. Um, in addition to that, then we follow with a mentoring or discipleship program. So each of our clients, whether male or female, can join a mentoring class, a discipleship class at one of our partnering churches, or they can just get um, connected to a male or a man or a woman who wants to disciple them one-on-one. -on -one, and that's been really successful as well. Well, that's exciting. You, you all are, are, are doing a, just a, a full uh, life kind of uh, a program there, not just offering a, pregnancy tests, right? And, and, and I've heard such great things about uh, the sonograms that how that really uh, makes uh, the baby real to, to uh, the mother and the, and, and, and the couple. So you're just congratulations for, for all that you're doing there. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about abortion. We're approaching 50 years of legalized abortion in America. And, um, you know, uh, it's still legal and it's not going, going to be illegal anytime soon, um, most likely, but, uh, should we be discouraged or hopeful when it comes to the, to this fight of saving 
unborn lives. And uh, I'm, I'm primar primarily asking here whether you have some sort of a uh, a take or a bead on um, the, the attitudes of Americans about this important issue. That is a complex question. <clears throat> I would start, I'll start out with some of the things that are discouraging. I think that, first of all, we see politically whatever party is in control is sort of uh, gauging the conversation. And so, um, Right now, we have a lot of, um, if you will, pro-choice legislation going on. It's discouraging to us that um, abortion pills are readily available just online. I mean, a woman can, with very little instruction or guidance, um, get online and order uh, pills that would help her terminate the pregnancy and never have to literally really see anybody. And those uh, are those are dangerous for the mother as well, aren't they? Well, sure they are. I mean, there's multiple complications that can happen. I mean, how does she even know if she's pregnant? How does she even know how far along she is? Because some of those pill pills are very much related to the gestational age of the pregnancy. So how does she know that? What where does she go if she, if things go wrong, if she begins to hemorrhage or, you know, what does she do? So I, there's a lot of danger in that. Um, additionally, social media bias is uh, not on our side. We have a lot of uh, Google suppression, if you will, because um, there's a lot of political persuasion about whose name comes up at the top when you do a Google search and what name, what uh, words you're allowed to use in your search engine optimization and those kinds of things. So those are some of the, the battles that, that we fight. Um, it seems that there's more messaging allowed out into the public about what we're doing, whether it's true or whether it's not. But here's the encouraging part. The encouraging part is that there are a lot of things that people don't hear on the nightly news. For instance, uh, pregnancy resource centers currently outnumber abortion clinics up three, four to one. Hmm. So there are an estimated 3,000 pro-life pregnancy resource centers scattered all over the United States. Yeah, there's hundreds of women and men that come through the doors of a pregnancy resource center um, that are never talked about on any, you know, social media. And those are the true life stories that should really encourage us. We have a God that is sovereign over life. And so when we see a young couple or young woman that comes into one of our centers and she doesn't feel like she has any other choice but to terminate her pregnancy, uh, we're able to walk with her throughout that pregnancy for up to the time when a baby's a year old. And we're able to see all the help that she's um, allowed us to give to her, all the 
decisions she's made because of the advice that she was given when she was here. And we see we see her life changed. And often we we know that if her life is changed, if dad's life is changed, the baby's life is definitely going to be changed. And so um, our approach is to uh, minister to the family unit kind of holistically. Um, given the right truth and the right information, parents are still more than capable of making a choice for life for their child. It's just when they're in those really dark moments, not knowing what to do, that they just need somebody to walk alongside of them. And that's what pregnancy resource centers do all over our, our country. So I think that's a reason for a lot of hope. Um, the more um, Americans get behind a work like ours, um, the more pro-life our, our country will be. Currently, most um, internet statistics say that Americans are just about split 50-50. 50, 50 pro-choice, 50 pro-life. Uh, one of the resources I looked at showed that maybe younger Americans are a little more pro-choice, older Americans more pro-life. Um, but the truth is, is that until you're in that situation for yourself, you may not really know how you feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're, you're dealing with people who are, you know, in that moment, they're in a, in a crisis pregnancy. So, <clears throat> so, uh, you have a, <clears throat> excuse me, you have a good handle on how to have a conversation with someone who, who this isn't just theoretical for them. This is, this is the choice before them, right? That, uh, life or, or, or death. Um, so, um, generally speaking, uh, as as you I, I I assume you 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 uh, are uh, aware of um, just uh, the 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 legal side of this and the and the political side of this issue and uh, are are you aware of uh, uh, any particular progress that the pro life movement is making I mean it sounds like uh, it sounds like you know you you talk about how many um, um, clinics there are uh, pro-life clinics in comparison to uh, abortion clinics it sounds like uh there's there's good reason for uh, optimism there uh and and that's progress for sure uh, uh are you aware of any other uh, progress that the pro-life movement is making sure i mean there's a lot going on in the news right now about what hap what's happening in texas a uh, very pro-life state um I would say in our own community here in, in our state, in Missouri, uh, there are not very many abortion options available in our state. That's good. <laughs> What's not good is that right across the state line in Illinois, uh, on the St. Louis side of the state, there's a huge mega abortion clinic that's been built. So it's not difficult for our citizens to go there, as well as just here in Kansas City, uh, 15, 30 minutes away over in Overland Park, there's a couple of large abortion clinics. So what I, what I feel like we see is different states are kind of taking their stand. Um, Missouri has just does, has done wonderful things for uh, 
pregnancy resource centers in an effort to really, really help those people that are coming to us. Every class that they come to, everything that they learn, um, the state helps us to teach them about healthy parenting on a multitude of levels about how to care for the baby, shaken baby syndrome, alcohol affected children, um, safe baby sleep, all that kind of stuff. So our state has provided a way for us to be able to uh, utilize, you know, licensed professionals to help teach those classes as well as uh, helping the, the student to actually get benefits from that. So um, what I think I, I see is that these these states where are becoming very pro-life, they're pushing very abortion-minded agendas into states that are still providing abortion. Uh, I just read something yesterday about uh, the most um, states where there are the most abortions and where the mo abortion is the most legal without restriction. So Illinois is a big state, of course, um, on the coast, California, New York. Um, so that's what that's what I see happening. And we just like any other thing in our uh, worldview as as Christians is that we just let our light shine and we shine it as brightly as we can and we help the most people that we can. And um, any day that you can do that, it's rewarding. That's great. I think I think a lot of uh, pro-lifers would like to see it just, you know, made illegal. And I, I, and I can agree with that. Uh, but I think there's also a, a, an important strategy of incrementally reducing the number of abortions, like the Texas law, uh, the heartbeat bill, uh, heart, heartbeat law that uh, makes it um, uh, very uh, uh, inconvenient, I guess, uh, for uh, abortionists to do abortions after the heartbeat can be detected. I mean, that's that's reducing the number of, of babies being uh, destroyed by abortion. So so uh, that's a that's a that's a positive, uh, important strategy, I think, to incrementally reduce the number of abortions. But let, let's talk about conversations. OK, so you, you have a lot of conversations, uh, perhaps daily conversations with people about about um, uh, unplanned pregnancies, of course. But um, as as you. Uh, participate in those conversations as you uh, listen to the debate in America. Uh, wh what would you say are some of the common mistakes that 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 we Christians tend to make in our conversations with with people uh, about abortion? Yeah, I'm really glad you're asking this question. I'd like to back up one second. Just I'd like to give the listeners to the podcast a couple of resources. We're not going to be able to cover all of their questions today, but um, there are a couple of national um, organizations that they could go to their websites and maybe get some of the information that we're talking about more in depth. So uh, Life News is a very um, good resource where you can get some really accurate information and then also uh, live action. Uh, Focus on the Family is another uh, really good um, resource if you want to really get in and do some investigating. And, and then they will, from there, uh, link you to other places. But I think it's one of the things that's the most important regarding this question that you're asking now 
is that we're fully informed. Um, I think, like you said in the very beginning, there's so much at risk on the issue of abortion. And those of us who believe that God is the creator of life and that every pregnancy, every pregnancy is a God-ordained life created in the image of God. And so what's at risk if that child, if that pregnancy is abort, uh, terminated, the child is aborted, we're talking about life and death of a real human being. And so that gets, you know, your adrenaline going and that gets, uh, if you're, if you're not careful, you forget about the person that you're talking to. Um, I love this scripture in 2 Timothy um, 2, 23 through 25. It says, again, I say, don't get involved in foolish and ignorant, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be kind to everyone, able to teach. I think that's really important. And be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth, because perhaps God will change their hearts and they will learn the truth. And I think as Christians, that's our responsibility. We have to understand who we're talking to. Listen, maybe more than we talk in the beginning. Try to understand where they're coming from. I mean, the, of, the rate of, even in our churches, the rate of people who have already experienced abortion, paid for an abortion, had a child who had an abortion, I believe it's four in one, or one in four. So for every four people at church on Sunday morning, one of them has experienced an, some type of abortion experience. Uh, they may feel very defensive about why they chose to do that. And it's just like, to me, leading someone to Christ, sharing the good news with somebody. Um, when they understand that you're coming to them with helpful information in a spirit of love, um, that you do care about them, and that's why you want to share it, it's a much more productive um, conversation than when they're, like the scripture says, a quarrel or a foolish argument that just gets into opinions. Sometimes all we have to know is just a few staggering facts to get someone's attention and change the conversation. But we really don't know those things if we aren't praying while we're talking if we're not um, letting the Lord lead the conversation, uh, if we're not really listening to what the heart of that person is saying. Again, there's a couple of really good resources that people could equip themselves with for conversations. One of the books that I really like a lot is by uh, the author Randy Alcorn. He has a book called uh, Pro-Life Answers to Pro-Life Arguments. And so, I mean, you can just literally look at the argument that the person is presenting and he lists a whole series of possible answers for that and resources. Um, it's getting to where the argument, I think, is getting more, more frightening because medical science has proven 
beyond a shadow of a doubt that all the DNA about who we are is present at the moment of conception. Uh, our hearts start beating before anybody knows that we're even around. And even medical science says life begins at conception. So then the argument becomes, who is it, who is it uh, permissible to terminate? And uh, I think that's where we've gone down a really slippery slope. Um, it kind of takes you into a conversation about the entirety of the sanctity of life. You know, I'm getting older. How safe is my life? You know, how if I get a certain disease or something, when am I not worth um, being alive anymore? Mm-hmm. So, um, just really provoking questions, mm-hmm. and you can honestly get into some very interesting conversations if you wind up not agreeing. Seeds have been planted, so I would encourage people not to be afraid of those conversations. Yeah, so I, I think I think that's a, a really great strategy. I mean, we we do need to be informed, um, you know, you know about uh, the 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 science. You know, it's interesting that that um, the science has, as you say, has proven uh, when life begins, and 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 it's really not a scientific argument anymore. If it ever really was, it's really about um, uh, body autonomy and and uh, th- this whole issue of choice. But, but even then, you know, um, that that argument breaks down, of course, as you know, because because uh, uh, we we don't get to 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 make every choice that we would like to make uh, because uh, because uh, you know it it hurts uh, it hurts someone else. And so if we were <clears throat> talking about the choice of whether to terminate the life of a two-year-old, no one would would uh, agree with that. But uh, oh. because this is <clears throat> an unborn person, somehow um, people have convinced themselves that that's okay. But so I think your strategy is really to uh, to to be well informed and and to and to try to teach, but 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 really also to to uh, to to lovingly and graciously, patiently um, um, build a relationship with the person that that would uh, make it possible for us to, to win them over. Uh, is that, is that a good summation of what, what you would recommend? Yeah, I think so. I think too, it's getting your head out of the argument and really looking at the person that you're talking to and reminding yourself that the Lord loves that person. That person is also created in his image. He designed that person for a plan and a purpose. And He's giving you the opportunity to um, sow some good seed into that person's life. And uh, scripture says, my people perish for lack of knowledge, you know. And so really what we're trying to do is just keep keep people from perishing spiritually, emotionally, you know, uh, physically, our our focus should be on the Lord's work with all of the people that we serve and not just discounting the fact that if mom and dad are loved and educated and equipped, they're more than capable. We want them to be the most fierce advocates for their child. 
And so we have to help equip them to be those fierce advocates and not act like we know better for their baby than they do. We just have to help them understand, you know, what their role is and that they can do it. Parenthood is scary. <laughs> and so just imagine when you're just totally not ready and it's not on your radar at all, getting equipped fighting those fears and having someone walk with you through that process to help you feel prepared. It's one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen in my life. So that's great, that's Kathy. Great, Thank Kathy. you. Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Uh, we're, we're really out of, out of time, time here, um, but I, I would like, like to uh, give you a chance to just point people to the resource resource health. If someone wants to get involved with, resource health or uh, just get in touch with you what's the best way to do that yeah that's great. well you know anymore it's all on the website so we do have two websites and one is really directed towards those who need help and that website is just resourcehealth.org and then um, for those who are interested in the more in-depth workings of our organization volunteer opportunities donation volunteer or opportunities, those kinds of things. We have a website, resourcehealthpartners.org. So almost any information that you need to know about us, you can find in those places. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much, Kathy. Um, thank you not only for your time today and sharing your, your insight and your wisdom with us, but uh, thank you so much for the work you're doing. Um, you know, we just uh, pray for your, uh, your, your work and your ministry and uh, just ask that God would bless it and, and provide all that you need to continue doing it. Um, and for those of you who have joined us today for this conversation, I encourage you to uh, check out those websites and uh, continue to inform yourself about this issue and, and just really uh, uh, prayerfully engage people in this conversation to try to win hearts and minds uh, to, uh, to the pro-life position. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Grace and peace. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Calvary Conversations, a service of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to participate in the conversation by contacting us through the Calvary University website, calvary.edu, or by calling us at 816-322-0110. Join us again next week for another Calvary Conversation. Music.